you really had a great race, Cheryl. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, it went really well. I mean, I thought it was because it was raining too, that I was really worried. And I thought, oh, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Rain or shine, it's going to happen. I can't have that mentality of like... So it's July 1st. Um, I really appreciate everyone coming on call. I know some people are actually calling from uh, East Coast. East Coast, West Coast here. And then in the middle too. Okay, so I'm gonna start. Howard, Howard, you're there. Uh, he's from Los Angeles. I've known him for a long time, actually since 2009 when I was really a horrible runner. Hey, Howard, welcome. Hey, thank you. All right. And then we have Yale. Which state are you from, Yale? Oh, from Florida. Yeah. Florida. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. Okay. Cheryl, I don't know if you're still in Canada. Welcome, Cheryl. You're still in Canada? Okay. Carrie, how's it going? Is it Georgia? Let me see. I'm unmuting you. Kansas. Kansas. There you go. Kansas. Ginger from Georgia. Is that right, Ginger? Yes, correct. All right, cool. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Ryan, Pennsylvania. Welcome, Ryan. Amy, Michigan right now. Is that right? Cool. Jazz, Los Angeles. Tonight, uh, we have some people that I've actually contacted uh, to actually share their top two good and bad things that they've learned during their recent races. And if I did not contact you, does it mean that you know, I don't want you to share. I want you to share too, okay? So if you have, you have something that you're proud of. Um, okay, so let's start. Um, let me see. I have in the list is actually Jez. Jez from Los Angeles. And uh, he's actually training from uh, training for Ironman UK. And it's actually in about two weeks from now. Um, when I met him, he was only aiming like, you know, coach, I only want sub-16 in full Ironman. I said, like, really? That's all better than that jazz you're you know we can we can work it out and then he did not expect that he's going to be really strong i mean he loves his bike <laughs> he's going to be really strong on the bike but then it just comes through and then you know i always ask like hey i think you can do this one would you like to try it's good to actually have different experience even though you're like oh triathlon so what he actually has achieved was over the weekend he finished uh his first two, double century which is actually uh, 200 miles of cycling straight. And what he did also was a self-support. So uh, I would like to invite Jez to actually learn, uh, share your top two things, both bad and good. And then so everyone can hear you, learn from you. And then we'll have some other people also share. Okay, go ahead, Jez. Hey guys, good evening. Anyway, uh, I was not excited really to join that the the dc because i think man it's so much miles and it it's it, it takes a lot of time just you know i was thinking oh i can't finish that one i can't i didn't even finish a hundred uh, well i can finish a hundred of course because i've been in i've done ironmans but 200 man i don't know how we can <laughs> um but you told me yeah you just you just have to do it and the good thing is i had a lot of friends also that i know that joined so my dad was, I told him, okay, let's go. And uh, Israel also was a really nice. He said, hey, you know, you can do it. So, and then there was a lot also I tried to recruit some members who also haven't done before so that I will have somebody also to ride with or still you like also try to like Ron. And there's two others that uh, I invited and they joined. So <clears throat> uh, anyway, 
first of all, I would like to say that thank you very much, Coach. Um, I'm really glad I did it. I'm Why really, really happy that I did it. Um, I never know I can do it, but uh, and it was a, it was quite an experience. Uh, just riding uh, 200 miles for 11 hours uh, riding, it's not it's so fun. Actually, it's so fun, <laughs> especially climbing Ohio. Uh, Ohio. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyway, so the thing that I would like to say, the two things that uh, I think well, um, that we need, uh, and, and I think those who are still new who wants to do this uh, DC the ultra cycling. First thing I wanna I want to suggest is you have to ride with a group, with a, with your own fitness. I mean, sometimes you you probably you want to ride, but your group is, you know, they're you're more fitter than you, they're more faster than you, then you will get dropped. So it's gonna be hard. So you know, so I'm so happy that I have a group that uh, was willing to to stay close to me, and I and the good thing is I can keep up with them. Yeah, and. <clears throat> That's one thing that is really important because if you get dropped and you're just alone, it's it's gonna be hard. It's really really mm -hmm. hard. Um, you need to have a support during this ride, especially if it's your first time. The next one is um, next one I want to suggest is you really have to enjoy um, no matter what because it's it's hard. It's a long long day, really long day. Um, so that's the two things that I can uh, I can you know share with, and the and the thing that I I would like to mention. Uh, that you need to sleep the night before. You need to sleep really, really good the night before. Mm. Why I say that? Because I wasn't able to sleep the night before. <laughs> and then we have to we have to leave at four, four, four a.m. So when I was riding the first forty miles, coach, I was so sleepy. I was really, really, really sleepy, and my eyes were closing. And then. Oh, I get. I, I I told myself, man, and I sleep him so lightheaded. I just don't understand what's going on. Be in my my. And I don't have power. I really don't have power. And I was just keeping quiet to myself. So, and I was thinking, I cannot finish this if this is what I was. <laughs> I'm gonna be feeling. So, the, after the forty miles, you have to go back to the hotel, right? And we had breakfast. So I said, okay, I need to have some coffee or something. Then after one, after the breakfast, I felt so good, and that's. Uh, I felt better, and for some reason, um, after the hundred miles, I felt so strong. For some reason, after the hundred miles, I felt so strong. I have so much energy that the three of three, the three of us, the triathletes, we were mm -hmm. just riding as fast as we can. Me, Ron, and Cons. Yeah, mm -hmm. For some reason, and the, the, those cyclists were were just baffled. So why is it hundred? And now you have a lot of energy. I told him I don't know what's going on, but we had a lot of energy. Uh, maybe because the way we train as triathletes, there's you know, we try to be fast because there's time constraint. So, mm -hmm. if I, I would like to you know encourage everybody, if you you know this is a really a good training though, and um, I feel so stronger, especially that I can ride this long, and then I know that you know UK is very hilly, but with the experiences I have in climbing also GMR and Crystal Lake and also the 200 miles, I know I can. I can uh, finish Good. this the, nice. the, the race. Great. Strong. Thank you, Jess. Awesome. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, uh, Ironman UK has 8,000 feet elevation gain. And Jess has been always posting, I'm so scared about the mountains. I'm so scared about the mountains. Yeah, I'm really scared. <laughs> oh, <still? laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So, so, but um, I'm sure you've gained a lot of confidence after that too, right, Jess? Right. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. 
Yeah, guess you can say no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> good to hear, Jess. Okay. Great. Thanks for having for being on the call. Um, you know, he mentioned about actually being in the group, which is actually very helpful if you are interested of it. Uh, that's actually how I started. I was writing with, I call them big dogs, like the animals or the beasts. You know, and uh, I remember one of the rides that I did was actually Death Valley. It's basically in Nevada. And then, so there's like, they call it more of like group A, there's group B and group C. Group A are the faster riders. And then group B is kind of like in the middle. Group C are the slower ones. And what happened was that I ended up actually riding with the group A, which are the faster ones. And in Death Valley, it could be really headwind, definitely hot and humid. And I was really new, very fresh. It was the first year that I actually did 200 mile cycling ride. And what's happening was that whenever I kept falling behind what the group, because they're all guys that I was riding with. So they're all guys. What they would do is actually they would push my back, like literally push my back just to get back to the group. And I'm like, shit, I guess I have to ride again. It's kind of like, you know, when you like pull your dog and like run, run, run. That's what I was <laughs> like, push again. Okay, I'm going to go. Um, so, so definitely it's much easier, especially uh, riding with the group. So you could actually take turns in carrying the load. Okay. I know uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff, I know you're there too. I know you did ride with actually not a lot of training, Jeff. You, would you like to share your top two things? Uh, both bad and good things that you've learned during the ride. So Jeff also did um, uh, double century, but it was the Highland, which is a higher elevation gain. And I believe over 10,000 feet elevation gain, Claudia and Jeff, or 9,000, 8,000. Go ahead, Claudia. 8,500. 8,500, okay, 8,500. Um, so go ahead, uh, let me ask Jeff and then Claudia, you can be the next one. We're just gonna go through the endurance and then uh, we'll go through the other triathletes. So go ahead, Jeff. Uh, I know you're a strong rider. Uh, I wonder if there's anything else that you're still learning until now. So let's hear for someone who's actually really experienced cyclist and strong cyclist. Uh, did he learn anything? Uh, again, uh, my background is being a cyclist. And such as a cyclist, I developed my technique in riding this uh, double century. I've had experience with double century. So the mental part of double century come naturally this time around. Uh, I'm confident that I can do it, even though my longest ride was a 100-mile ride, LA River ride, two weeks prior to the event. And, and, and because uh, of my previous experience, I know with even such a little uh, training, I can still do it because I've done it in the past. That's the one strong point that I can count on. Uh, regarding my technique, uh, I, I like Jess. Uh, I, he actually asked me to join them, but they're riding Sunday. The actual ride was Saturday, Saturday. so I, I signed up for the Saturday one. Uh, but that's it. You know, like one month before the event, uh, Jess asked me to ride the double century. I had no idea prior to this day, you know, prior to that day, that I was gonna uh, sure. ride a double century because I've done the uh, three in a year, which is qualified me for the California Triple Crown. Sure. And that was it, that was for me. I did 
what I need to do and I'm done. But so did you learn again, anything did... until now that you're, you know, like you've been doing the cycling uh, without uh, much training? Did you learn anything or good and bad things at all? The good or is thing it a great is that, experience? well, uh, the experience was similar to my previous one. Uh, uh -huh. Always, always have somebody, always join the group because that will conserve your energy. And as a matter of fact, in the group, I will pick someone who is much bigger than me to draft. <laughs> Again, I'm a, I'm a cyclist. Uh, the triathlete part, you, you cannot draft like three bicycles behind, right? But drafting, I'm like half wheel behind the guy you know, I'm following. That's how yeah. I am. That's how I, 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 uh, I conserve my energy. And uh, when we're in the group, sometimes people will not follow quite close because maybe they're afraid or scared, but uh, again, my background is cyclist, so I know how to draft okay. quite well. And so that's one thing I like to do. Uh, another thing that I, I, I did was uh, the cadence that I normally do on my regular ride is about 100 RPM. Uh, riding a long ride, 200 uh, miles, I drop it down at least 10, so around 90, 90. RPM. Awesome. So you guys heard that. So he mentioned cadence uh learning how to draft you know being with the group find the big guy <laughs> draft <laughs> draft behind the guy i actually would do that because i'm pretty small i just hide i know claudia would do that but he, she doesn't really draft <laughs> thank you jeff thank you so much all right thank you, coach okay so uh we have another one here i'm gonna switch uh just a bit uh let's go for triathlon uh we actually have cheryl um she has actually three kids <laughs> and uh, she went, uh, she, she used to live in Canada, but now living in Bakersfield, California, but she wanted to do a race, her first triathlon and uh, her kids like they're there. <laughs> and she actually, despite that it was her first triathlon, she actually placed uh, 15 out of 97 athletes. So that's top 15% for a first sprint triathlon. Uh, and uh, I would like to invite uh, Cheryl to share us your secret. I mean, first triathlon. So share to us your top two things, good and bad things, about your first triathlon. Yeah, first triathlon. Um, I come, just to give you a bit of a background, I ran for about a year and a half, and I did only half marathons. No, no nutrition, just straight half marathons. Um, didn't even drink water because I oh. knew there was like sloshing around. Water would just slosh around. So I would just hydrate myself a day before, carb load, and then I just go ahead. Um, that, that's like my limited, I have limited knowledge in that. But can you hear my kids too? Guys, no, quiet no, down. It's okay. <laughs> um, We're anyway, you. so for, for my first triathlon, I chose to do it in Calgary for... Uh, Calgary, Canada, because it's my, my hometown, and I had friends doing it. Um, so I think the, that the good part was it's not hot. It's not 40-degree weather. And I was – so the two main things that I was concerned about was transition, how that would go. So it actually went really well. Um, watching, watching triathlons up close, so I volunteer for the ocean side. And I also watch some pros there do their tri transition. 
um, videos and also just listening to achievement calls uh, just to, to hear what people did on their transitions. And so for me, um, for me, I did, I did pretty well. So I, I tried to limit as much things that I had to put on, take off, uh, based it on, my, on the weather too. So it was raining. I was a little concerned that I'd get cold, but I knew getting cold, being cold in the beginning was okay. So I had a tri, a tri suit. That was my main goal was to have a tri suit. So there's less changes. And then I, um, I just put on a, a zip up and for my first transition, I put a zip up. Uh, I had everything laid out to where I wanted it. So my helmet was in between my arrow bars with the head open. I had my gloves in my helmet and then I had my glasses already opened mm -hmm. and folded down in, in my hat or in my, in my helmet. So when I came to transition, I would put my glasses, slip on the gloves, helmet on, jackets over. And then I had my, um, my bib number hanging on the arrow bar. So I would just put that around. And then if I were to bend down, I, I stayed bent down and I didn't go up and down. So I just put my socks on, shoe went on on that foot, sock on on the other side, shoe went on. And I, I ran to transition and uh, hopped on my bike. So I thought that was the quickest that I've ever had. And all, and, I, and all that time too, I was like eating a wafer in my mouth. Mm -hmm. So the wafer was just like hanging on the side of my mouth as I was doing everything. So I thought that was um, successful because I've never done it one before. Uh, maybe just race, race days, but even race days, I mean, I was still struggling because it wasn't the actual race. Like I wasn't in a transition where you had your small little towel and stuff. So that was good. And then my second one was my nutrition. I think that went well because um, I wanted to change it. And coach, coach was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you adding things? Like, is this what you did during practice? And I said, no, it wasn't. And so she's, she was saying, well, then why are you adding it? You got to trust that it was working for you. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Cause I was thinking about weather. I was thinking about, um, I'm going to probably need more fluids. Cause one, it's a little cooler there. Um, it's a shorter race, so I may not need more. Um, and I want to have a good amount of glucose. So maybe I should have like a gel with me. And then she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I just actually simplified it and stayed to my practice and it actually worked out really well. Um, I, ha I felt no sloshing during the run, like in my stomach. Um, I felt energized. So I think no, no, no history or no like concerns there. Cause I know for my half marathon, I didn't have anything and I could, I could feel like my energy going down near the last, the last like five kilometers. But here I felt strong all the way through, so it was good. Um, so the bad, um, during the course, I had to do five loops. So 18 kilometers, five loops. But it was a lot of loops. Like we were in the, uh, not a lot of loops, there was a lot of turns. So we were in the university, so there was a lot of turns, even to the part where we had to hop on the sidewalk. Um, and there was a board that was like, how we would get on the side, uh, get off the sidewalk. And there was turf, a little bit of turf. So I'm on my right road bike. And I thought I would be so much faster if it was all just on the road. Mm -hmm. um, so 
it bottlenecked quite a bit in certain mm -hmm. areas, in, especially in the beginning. So I knew I was like, okay, hey, I got to get out of the, this, this crowd. So I, I pushed hard in the beginning. Like I pushed hard to maneuver. I said to your left, maybe about 20 times. I'm like, to your left, to your left, to your left. Just telling everybody to get out of the way. Cause I'm coming. Mm -hmm. Um, and then eventually as I got my speed and I got my rhythm, I started passing people. Um, so that was, I think that turned out well afterwards, but I think I had to figure out a way to beat a lot of people before those turns happen. So the first round I figured out the path, I figured out where the turns are going to be. And then for the second, third, fourth round, I was like, Hey, I got to beat those guys before those turns happen. Otherwise I'm going to be behind them. So that's kind of competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's strategy, it's awesome. strategy, strategy, strategy. Okay, good, yeah. good. So it looks like you really had a great race, Cheryl. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, it went really well. I mean, I thought it was because it was raining too, that I was really worried. And I thought, oh, yeah. you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Rain or shine, it's going to happen. I can't have that mentality of like, oh, no, it's raining. I can't do this, coach. <laughs> no, this is crazy. I never trained in rain because I didn't because it's Bakersfield. Um, but I figured I was like, you know what? Let's let's just see. And then, of course, it didn't rain. It didn't rain. It rained at the last two kilometers of my run, which I welcomed very much because I don't mind running in the rain, um, but not biking in the rain. I don't know. So, but it went cool. really well. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Good. So it looks like uh, I'm just summarizing. So what you've learned is having a very organized, really planned out transition. Yeah. You really did your best to actually, you know, like prioritize every second of, yeah. uh, of the time. And then um, let me see, or, and also the nutrition, you actually stick to what you have been training for, yeah. or how you use it. Um, and then you were worried in the beginning about the, uh, the weather, right? But mm -hmm. you did just, hey, I'm gonna just do it. And actually, you're being strategic. And I think uh, what could have been improved, maybe, but sometimes it's really hard. It's actually to really learn the course because there yeah. was a lot of turns, right? But since you were in Bakersfield and there's the Calgary, <laughs> really far. But then yeah. at the same time, though, even though you didn't learn, like you didn't know about the course, you know, you know that, okay, so you're, you're thinking at the same time. You're not just racing. You're being strategic at the same time. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Good. Good. All right. <laughs> so thank you, Cheryl. Thank you. And it's okay to have your kids in the background. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one. Amy's single mom uh, who actually had few setbacks. <laughs> so many. I can't even count them. But the worst one was that she had a bike accident. And uh, it, it caused a broken shoulder around March. Hopefully the date is right, March. No, uh, it's February 18th. February okay february and uh nevertheless um you know so she was actually swimming or i yeah i should tell you more but um so she did uh steelhead just actually yesterday and she pr'd one and a half hour she pr'd on all swim bike and run definitely big big jump uh the swimming is only four minutes but for the bike and for the run both of them are around 40 minutes uh for both so let's uh have uh amy share your top two things uh good or bad uh that you learned during the race 
and thank you for calling in because I know it's pretty late there. Oh no, it's fine because I'm still kind of between time zones. So okay, cool. But um, so to qualify everything, the bike accident in February was a separated shoulder, and I actually I took from that event I took like three days off, and then I was back to training. And it was on the bike, you know, on the trainer in the house, or it was doing conditioning in the gym. Um, we did some stuff on the treadmill where it was just high incline stepping and elliptical so that I didn't have as much jarring and movement with the shoulder. Um, but I, I went fully back to training within a week um, to try, you know, make sure. I didn't know at that time I was supposed to try to make um, Santa Rosa in May. And we didn't know how long my shoulder was going to take to recover. And if I could make it, I was going to try and um, do the full in May, but that ended up not being um, feasible. So I deferred to um, November for Florida. So um, that's when I changed my schedule so that I could do a couple of uh, 70.3s, which is probably a much better thing because I did miss one 70.3 because of the bike injury it was supposed to be in the 70.3 was supposed to be in March um, so steelhead wasn't on the schedule originally and then we added it and um, and when you say PR I'd only done one 70.3 in <laughs> December and that was before I started coaching with you so I was doing all of my own training and I didn't really know what I was doing and I also got injured on that race so that race, it took over, I think it was nine hours, right? But yeah, halfway, let's see, um, halfway Five. through the run on that 70.3, um, I, you know, twinged my knee. And then about half mile from the finish, I twisted my ankle, stepped on a rock and twisted my ankle. So that one was not, um, you know, something that I was proud of. There were too many things that happened on that one. I got lost on the bike which I learned from that about learning exactly how far the turns are on the bike course and everything and being confident at it. So I didn't have to worry during the race. So the, those are things I learned from the last time for this. So I kind of consider this 70.3, my first 70.3 um, because I, I am confident that I was trained uh, well enough and that I was prepared enough. So with, you know, starting the coaching with um, Shang in, uh, well, late December, but um, kind of, you know, feeling like I'm starting the year. So it's exactly like, you know, basically six months of training for this. Um, so anyway, uh, coming up to Steelhead, I had no idea whether um, the weather was going to be good or not. I knew it was going to be warm, but there had been a lot of forecasts of uh, thunderstorms and it kept changing and that uh, the water at Lake Michigan could be really choppy and full of waves or very, very cold, like in the fifties. And not until like the week before um, did we find out that the temperature in the water was climbing up and it actually ended up being 69 degrees. Um, so, which was great. And water had a little bit of movement, but not really bad. Um, so, and the race went really, really well. I executed what I planned to do. Um, I really, really plan a lot for things. Um, I still plan to, like, you know, I took jackets with me for rain and um, had a lot of contingencies just in case the weather changed. Um, and I had more than I needed of everything. 
Um, I knew exactly, you know, from my training when I needed to um, have nutrition and hydration. Uh, basically, in on the bike, my plan was uh, every 20 minutes alternating for hydration and nutrition. Um, I'm not really a big stickler on, um, you know, exact calories and everything like that, but I know how much to put in my bag on my bike. Um, and that, you know, I'm thinking every 20 minutes, okay, did I take in enough um, in the last 20 minutes? I need to start again. So I'm thinking every on the hour, 20 minutes and, and 40 minutes of the hour um, from when I started the bike. Um, and it's a pretty flat course, but it was very hot. It was in the 80s and it was very, very humid. And I knew going in that it was gonna end up being a warm day. Um, but I was extremely happy with my bike um, and happy with the way I had planned and that I executed well. Uh, the one thing that ended up not being something I couldn't, I, I couldn't predict that would happen. And um, maybe it's an overshare, but I could, I didn't end up pooping in the morning. So <laughs> I had that all going on in my head the whole day that I couldn't, I hadn't done that yet. So, um, so I finished the bike in, uh, with an average of 16 miles per hour, I think. But you know, I got up to 32 miles per hour during it. And when I did in December, I was closer to 13, 14 miles per hour average speed. So I knew that I had made an improvement there. On the swim, all I knew was the time that I had seen on my watch. I didn't realize after I looked at the, the um, results later that because my original times for swim were about three minutes per 100 yards. And my goal based on what I was trying to achieve to get to Florida in November was to try to get down to two minutes per 100. And when I looked at the results after um, on my Garmin, I came in at like 206. It just happened to be that the distance I swam for this race was a little bit longer. And it, and it was sort of on purpose because I'm not a strong swimmer and that's my weakness. And I purposely started out in the farthest outward chute. And so I had to swim inward and, you know, kind of come around people so that I wouldn't get kicked or, you know, bonked in the head or anything. That's kind of my fear during the swim is that I'm going to get um, my goggles knocked off or something like that. So coming in probably made it so that I swam further because I wasn't close to the buoys the whole time. Um, so that is why I swam further. So that's why it took longer, but my pace was good. So I was happy with that. And then, um, but I did have cramping when I came out of the water in my legs, uh, just a little bit, but that, you know, I wasn't happy with that. And so I had to make sure that I was doing everything correctly on the bike. And then when I got off of transition in, um, to go to the run, it was very hot and humid and I, I was very tight for the first mile and a half of running. And I knew that it was gonna be a suffer fest from there to the end of the half marathon, but I'm a runner and I know that I can just push through and mentally do the, you know, okay, run for a little bit, then walk for a little bit and then push yourself to, so I would walk the hills and then run the downhill or I would run through the shade and then, uh, or I'm sorry, run through the sun and then walk in the shade to get the recovery. But I still executed um, nutrition and um, hydration during the run. Um, every um, aid station I took in 
um, two Gatorades and a water. And then I got, they had ice at every station and I had ice put down in the front and the back of my shirt. And, um, and then if they had water spray, uh, I got that too. And um, between each station, I would take one goo. So I went through four and um, my poop came at the last aid station, right at the last aid station before, but I wanted to be comfortable when I came home. So I, I did that and then, um, and then, <laughs> and then I, um, I don't know if on the video you could tell or not, but I was high-fiving all the way down the chute to, and asking for help to get myself to run through the end of the race. But I, I was really happy with everything that um, went on yesterday. I think you actually did really well. I just checked your training peaks and uh, she actually swamped 2,700. Yeah, yeah. 2,700 when, uh, you know, 1.2 is about 23, I believe. Yeah, 23. yeah. And her pace before it was around three minutes per 100 yards. And yeah, I just verified it's actually her pace was 206, but mm -hmm. she swamped 2700. So those are the things that, you know, just some of them are strategic, but then at the same time, it's just really hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so many people. So expect that most likely, you know, there'll be like plus or minus, you know, like it depends. So that's why when you see your, uh, your time, you know, sometimes like, oh, how come my time is like that? But because there's just so many people and you have to like, you know, each, well, each second is going to race with that many people in it. So right. I was a little bit like wanted to stay out of the fray. I didn't want to yeah. get knocked yeah. out. So, yeah. And I know you, uh, you mentioned about the cramping. So uh -huh. just for everyone, you know, like if you cramp during the race, my suggestion is that, you know, it's good, you know, yes. Okay. You get through, you cramp, take it as a data, learn from it. Okay. So evaluate and then use that for the next race. Okay. So that's why I actually just, uh, ask, uh, right now, Amy, I said like, I want data. So let's No, no, so I need to add so, all my information yet. Yeah, so, so we're gonna dig into it. So we make sure so we troubleshoot. So my suggestion whenever you have a race, troubleshoot, see what you can improve, and then the things that you're happy about, continue. Things that you can improve, then let's change it. Okay. It's always learning a learning process. So next one. Thank you, Amy. Thank okay. You. All right. So let's have Katie from um, Minnesota. All right. Katie uh, actually just ran I'm not sure if it was, that, it was a first half marathon after post-surgery. Correct me if I'm wrong. You can clarify. But she was in Alaska. She's pretty good at actually choosing where to race. <laughs> so go ahead, uh, Katie. Uh, share us your top two things, good and bad. And uh, so we can have also other people to share. Let's go ahead. Let's have Katie. Thank you, Coach. Um, I was really, really excited about this uh, race. Uh, Anchorage is a beautiful place. Highly recommend it. Um, but the, one of the reasons I was really excited about this is I've only been training with you, Coach, now not even a full month. And I already felt like I was starting to improve and I had new tools to use. And I'm not a runner. I, I've always loved swimming and I enjoy swimming. But my old running philosophy was I won't run unless I'm being chased. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I hated running with a passion. And so she, the, the one thing that I learned, or two things I learned, the first one was this cadence meter, the metronome. Um, and I used that in the race. And it was amazing because I found even in the two weeks leading up to the race, I was starting to get better and better and better by just listening to that metronome, which the first time I used it, I hated it. I wanted to like throw it out the window, but I got used to it really quickly, loved it. And now I love it because no matter how tired I am, if I could just listen to that and just focus on staying with it or ahead of it. 
I know that I'm going to be okay with the, the pace that I want. Um, and I'm coming off of uh, uh, reconstructive ACL meniscus surgery a year and a half ago. So though I, I did an Ironman uh, last fall, I did mainly walking with a little bit of jogging. So this is my first effort to actually start to run again. And I'm actually going faster than what I was doing um, before. And so that's super duper exciting. And then the second thing is that uh, the night before the race, my roommate girlfriend broke her foot. <laughs> so uh, we had, she ended up having to go to the ER and I got no sleep the, the night before the race. And it was just every, I'm a planner, a goal setter and everything I did with planning <laughs> and goal setting went out the window because I became a personal care attendant uh, taking care of her. So when I got to that start line, I had been so excited when I had done my practice run and I'm like, this is going to be awesome. And then that morning I was like dead beat tired and I thought, how on earth am I going to do this? So I just started reading that book, The Champion's Mind, and it kind of, it came to mind and I thought, doggone it, I'm going to still make this a gold medal performance. I'm going to, you know, feed the good wolf. And I yeah putting that in my head and changing my focus and I'm like I don't care I'm going to do this no matter what and so even though I was a little tired when I got started I just like I said I focused on the cadence meter or whatever and I ended up having the the second fastest half marathon I've ever had and by far the fastest I've had since surgery I mean by by a long shot so those were the two really good things the um the two uh learning points um <laughs> was about the course you know I had I had asked people about the course and, and I know coach you'd even asked, is it a hilly course? And I said, no, no, it's not a hilly course. I asked, it's not a hilly course. Ha! I was wrong. <laughs> it's a hilly course. And so that was a bit of a surprise. And it was, um, I, I, I wanted to, I always like to finish strong. And at the end, the very last mile, I wanted to start to push because I like to have negative splits and I want to finish fast. And uh, I hit this horrid hill where I had to even walk up part of it and I was so discouraged because of that and then the second thing was that I had read that there was a, a part part of the course was on a trail well my interpretation of trail is like gravel or you know something through the woods but it's it's you know still good footing uh, no this was this trail portion of the course was actually cut through the woods and it had <laughs> rocks and dirt and clumps of grass and it was terrifying I turned the corner and it was a complete shock and so um, that that took me uh, by surprise and I had to really slow down and and practically uh, walk particularly down a really steep uh, bad terrain uh, part of it and again I kind of put that as course management I, I try to really research even before I sign up for a race um, and learn as much as I can and drive it or walk it. And I didn't follow that rule this time because I thought I had enough information and it bit me, you know, in the end because there were surprises that, and I don't like surprises, I like to plan. So those were the things I learned, but you know, most of all, I'm just super excited because in, in just a few weeks of working with coach, I've already learned so much and already had, you know, an amazing race in an area that I used to hate. <laughs> and I'm starting now you to love it. it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to like cool. like it. You're gonna like your appreciate. It. Awesome. You're gonna like your workout tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually <laughs> excited to see what I can do. So that's All right. a big, big change of attitude. Okay, so she said, "What I learned is that when you're tired, get a metronome. <laughs> when you're tired of work, metronome." 
<laughs> okay, just kidding. So uh, let me see. Um, also, what I wanted to share to you is actually Katie uh, did raise funds for leukemia. Is that right, Katie? I did. Yeah, I've been uh, Tell doing us more about it. Uh, leukemia Lymphoma Society team and training. And right. for this race, I raised just under 3000. But over the last few years, I've raised 225,000. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, thank you for your passion to do that. And also, her husband also just finished his first uh, 5k. His first 5k post, uh, he has uh, stage cancer four treatment cancer. And okay. he actually PR'd his 5k. Nice. This is his first one after uh, radiation and hormone therapy. And so we were super excited and he took third in his age group. So yeah. he's, he's Mr. Speedy. I'm always trying to like keep up with him and it, I, I can't, but I'm sure I'm always it. chasing him. Yeah, I'm sure even though you got surprised with all the woods, it's, I think it's the adventure. It that was beautiful. I think, yeah. Stunningly beautiful. The adventure is uh, the best moose thing. Moose on course. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we have, I would like to actually invite uh, JV. JV. Hey, JV. So I, I, if you guys have, have seen, I've posted actually a few things about JV. Um, he's one of those who have been, who were, who were, uh, I'm sorry, who was, um, dependent on snorkel <laughs> like he has never swum without the snorkel it's kind of like when you have a pillow uh, don't take it or the blanket that's her, his comfort zone and it was april and he told me like i've i've owned this snorkel for about a year now right jv and um and then so yes. he didn't know how to do side breathing so i did share um like within a month he actually ended up his longest distance was 1800 and he started learning also bilateral. So he does breathe bilaterally now too. And then just within two months, just uh, I believe uh, June 26, he's now, his longest distance is actually 2,500. And he also finished his first uh, triathlon. So tell us about those experience. I know it's uh, swimming is one of your uh, like hated <laughs> or uh, struggle challenge in triathlon and stopping you to actually do triathlon because of the swimming portion. So uh, why don't you share us what you've learned so far uh, in uh, in your training so we can encourage other people. So I was having a hard time in swimming. Go ahead, uh, JV. Uh, you know, the my background is uh, I had uh, almost drowned in a beach and uh, I didn't know how to swim and I decided to go out on the beach and there was a storm coming in and I got in a rip current and I almost, few seconds, I almost died. So I was really afraid of the water. And so I, um, I'm a martial artist and I started running and did a 5K, then a 10K, and, and then I finally did a marathon. And then I found out about triathlons. So I decided to venture into that. But then I realized I had to be an expert swimmer. And I couldn't even, like when we would go to resorts, I wouldn't even go to the beach and sit by the sand. I would stay in the hotel room. And so it's been really hard to, you know, to conquer that. And that's, I think, one of the beauties of triathletes is that you conquer your fears or your weaknesses. And so um, the, the snorkel is really, was not really a comfort thing. It was, I just didn't know what I didn't know. And, and my previous swim coaches wouldn't help me with that. They, they didn't. And now I can't swim with a snorkel because that doesn't, you can't swim with a snorkel properly. And so, uh, but anyway, that, that's the little background on the swim, the biking and the running up pretty grasped that but the swimming is what's I'm slowly 
getting more comfortable in the water with your help. So I did uh, the two um, the two bad and good things about my first triathlon, and this is from yes. a beginner's beginner's point of view. Uh, definitely check and double check and triple check your stuff before you go to bed. Uh, I forgot my sunglasses and my towel. I, I you know, usually wrap my stuff in a towel so people don't knock it over in the transition area. And I forgot that. And it was really frustrating because we had to park very far away and then walk our bike to the race. So you could not go back and get your stuff. So I've learned, you know, don't, don't do that in the, in the gray of the, you're half asleep in the morning, make sure and triple check everything. So that's a beginner uh, thing. Also, uh, I did very well in my first triathlons competing with other people in my age group, but where I lost, I really think is in my transition. So that's one of the bad things. You've got to really be fast in the transition. So that's what I'm kind of going down the checklist to see if maybe how I can improve in that and how important the transition is in the smaller races like sprints. Uh, those are the two bad things if you know, if I had to do a top two. Uh, the good things is when I was uh, in line to get into the pool for the sprint, I really was uh, had to really rely on your confidence of, 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 I got this, I can do this right before you get into the pool. And so I think yep. mentally you have to talk to yourself in a race and know that, you know, the confidence you have to tell yourself, I'm going to be okay. And so I noticed that right before I got into the pool, I kept talking to myself instead of being scared of getting into the pool. And that really helped because as soon as I got in the water, it felt so comfortable. Uh, the second good thing is, uh, and the most important thing of the whole journey is to trust your coach. You know, I have a really good coach and I think you have to trust that, that you did the training, you put the time in and you're going to be fine at the race. You know, if, if, if you didn't, you know, work together with your coach, you might be in trouble in the race. And so on the first triathlon I did, I had no problems in anything because I, I trained in every aspect from cycling, running, you know, you know, your nutrition and even mentally telling yourself, I'm going to be okay because I, 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 I trained, I put the time in. So anyway, that's my beginner's point of view. All right. David, it's not beginners. Everyone's still learning the same way as you are. So, so actually, thank you. I really appreciate that. I know you said about sunglasses, the towels. Some people still experience that, even though they finish Ironman, and I probably have, you know, forget something one one way or another. So, but uh, those things can be, uh, you know, like be corrected in the future. Is have a checklist, and then much better is actually have everything. Like for example, in a bag, everything that you need for swim, bike, or run everything ready beforehand double check so yes i agree with you jv um with the transition my suggestion on that one is actually visualize a lot not just the transition but actually how you're going to execute the race so you know what i would do is actually in my head okay what am i going to do next first you know what am i going to pull first because the thing is that when you're at the race everything's going fast and sometimes you probably be still dizzy after the swim <laughs> and then trying to be on the different orientation so you want to be like more of an automatic. Okay, so there's several practice and it's much better to actually do a hands-on practice on the transition. Um, if you are one of those people who actually want to, um, you know, be at the top, every second is important. And that's definitely transition. You know, some, some people actually, I've, I've coached, um, you know, they want to get sub six and, but 
they they took a while in the transition, like 15 minutes, they could have, have set sub six. So those are the things that, you know, that they learned. Um, and then the next thing is that self-talk. Yes, it's very, very, very important. What, what you put in your mind that comes through the action, even though you don't believe it, just you gotta, you gotta start practicing it. And as I said to one of my text messages to Selma, who actually finished the Alaska Man uh, over the weekend, um, even though you don't believe it, you gotta, you gotta, be, you gotta say it. You gotta think of it. Not during the race. You gotta do that every single time you're actually training, because you need to train your mind just as you would train your body. If you are not having positive self-talk during the training, that's what you're, you're feeding your head. And it's really hard to do that and change that during the race if you have not even practicing it. I know it's easy said than done, but it's good to try, right? So, okay, great. All right, thank you, JV. I know uh, JV's in Texas. Next thing, Claudia. Claudia, Claudia, Claudia. So Claudia actually, uh, I've been coaching him, her for two years now. She's, uh, I even made a mistake with her age. Uh, she's actually 52, not 51, but still going stronger. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh, Claudia recently completed three double century rides within seven weeks. And uh, the rides that she actually picked are the hard ones, like crazy hard ones. They're over 10,000 feet elevation gain. And... Um, she she chooses not to drop and which is also what i would like is because she's also training for ultraman florida uh if you guys have not heard of ultraman so this is actually a distance beyond uh iron man it's not exactly double the distance of iron man so uh, ultraman it consists of three uh days of ultra endurance uh, basically uh, one day it consists of 10 kilometer swim followed by 90 mile bike and then there's a cutoff time, so 12 hour. And then the day two, it's 170 mile bike. And then again, there's a cutoff time. And day three, it's 52.4 mile. And there's a cutoff time of 12 hours. So only qualified athletes, uh, they only qualify 40 athletes at a time. You have to apply, not if you have a credit card, you still need to apply. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of like applying for a job. Anyway, so Claudia qualified for that and she'll be racing uh, next uh, on in February 2020, so she's been training and uh, there's no drafting allowed. So even though as much as she wants to draft, uh, she's been practicing without drafting on those 200 miler. Um, let, let's hear from Gloria of her first uh, top two that she has learned so far on those three uh, uh, double century. Go ahead, uh, Claudia. I'm gonna unmute Congratulations you. Congratulations to everybody in all the beds. They are really amazing. Uh, what I learned is that, yeah, riding alone, it really, really made you strong mentally uh, because you have to deal with the wind, you have to deal with the ice, uh, the icy roads, with hail, with rain, with everything. So I train a lot by myself on the bike, and so I'm not used to riding alone. And then when you get to the 200 miles, well, it's just a little higher um, effort. Uh, so I think the good thing I was the mental strength, I think I'm becoming stronger, um, and that helped me a lot because um, you get you get back, you know, back stretches. Like I have a to do like 20 miles of wind that was horrible. And I didn't have anybody to tell me, please, you know, shelter me. I wish I had a very tall guy protecting me, but I didn't have that. So that was, so the good thing is I am becoming uh, stronger mentally. So 
and thanks to your training also because your workouts sometimes are really tough. So um, it definitely made you stronger. And the second thing that was good is that not all the dowels were like this, but at least in the last dowel, I really nailed the nutrition and the hydration. It was like I was on top of everything. So it was perfect. I never bunk, I never cramp, I never feel depleted. I was just, you told me, try to drink uh, a bottle of water or nutrition per hour. And actually, I completed the, the, the highest number of bottles. I finished on the mm -hmm. last hour, it was 11 bottles. Oh, 10 bottles oh, wow. of nutrition and one bottle of water. I was super happy about that. I never done that and it was really good. So thank you. Good. So that was great. Uh, the things were not really bad. It's just that you don't have control on the weather. So I will lose time on the doubles because like, I think one of the doubles we have a change of temperature from 36 degrees to 104. So that was like a huge change of temperature. That was Borrego. And you have almost 16,000 feet of climbing. So in that ride, it was really hard. You have to stop, put clothes, take all of So you really lose time, but that's out of your control. So it's something you have to think about. It. Um, so yeah, the weather. And we have rain, and sometimes we have hail, we have wind, we have, so it's something is out of your control, but then you lose time because of that. And the second thing that went bad, I did have problems with my lights. So in the first doubles, I have problems with my front light. So what I learned is I should have a backup light, like you told me, so which now I have. And in the third, I won't have problems with my backlight. So thank God I didn't need the backlight because I finished on daylight. So I was super thankful that I finished on daylight. So it was a bad thing, but it's not a good thing. So, so good. that's good. Good, good. Um, she has mentioned actually a lot about safety, uh, which I always emphasize um, regarding the backlight, uh, front light, and actually getting through the weather. Uh, definitely learn what, what weather you're going to have to go through. When she mentioned about the Borrego double century, but how she did that actually self-support for 200 miles. And she was, she was carrying everything, including, you know, for the rain, for when she needs to actually take off uh, some, some sleeves. So she had to carry everything. So all those ultra endurance, it's pretty hard. And especially when you're actually not drafting to anyone. So it's a learning process, and so far she's go going great. Um, she has mentioned about mental fitness, and yeah. you know, Claudia is already strong, right? But even though, like, it, there's always a challenge, and it, there are times that sometimes it's related to nutrition. Okay, I'm just gonna share. So, for example, uh, I hope you don't mind, Claudia. For example, okay. yes, yeah, yes, for example, yeah, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, you know, she messaged me. She all, a person has been riding for 200 miles and she has a three hour ride yesterday. <laughs> and then she said, uh, let me see. What did she say? Uh, all right. Let me see. I should have started the bike early today, but I slept in. I'm only one halfway and I'm overheated. It's 102 degrees here. And, let, and I said, if your legs are good, no pain and you had enough sleep, I said, just push just a bit more. Make sure your nutrition is good. So I said, like, suck it up, <laughs> just go forward, okay? Because sometimes, really, it's just the nutrition, okay? Sometimes you just need to rest. When you're in training, you know, you really got to make sure that you train with your, the right nutrition. Because I've had the same thing. Like, I would train outside in the mountains or hot, and I would be very weak. So you need to make sure that you actually have, okay, am I really drinking? Especially right now in, in, uh, during summer. Okay, especially right now, expect that, for example, if you're going to be drinking one, half, uh, one bottle, expect that you may be drinking one and a half or even two bottles. Okay, so definitely the hydration is not something that uh, you don't want to 
be holding back, okay? Because it will uh, definitely uh, affect your performance. Okay, uh, let me see. So we are actually, we're an hour now. It's really great to be hanging out with you guys. I also want to say, I know, uh, I know also that, let me see, Ginger. Ginger also did the triathlon. I just want to say congratulations to Ginger. She actually placed first in Athena and fourth in age group. Yay, Ginger. All right. And then I also, I also know Danielle. Danielle is uh, uh, also placed first in her age group, and it was her first triathlon as well. She, I don't think she's here right now. Um, so, so far, I think that's pretty much it. And uh, I hope you got a lot from listening here or for, from attending and, you know, even just little nuggets here and there, you know, like, uh, let me see, like Cheryl said, she's been just listening to Achievements Fall. So um, please feel free to post anything, engage in the group, you know, it's free. Uh, like I said, my team and I screen the people to make sure that we have quality people, positive people only. Okay. And then so we can help each other. All right. All right. Have a good night. Until next time. Bye-bye.